Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Of course, in the studio, as always, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. In honor uh, Mardi Gras, what's going on? Nolens, Louisiana. Nolens. I like how he threw that little... Nolens. I tried. Cajun accent in there. You're going to be doing Popeye's chicken commercials next. You know how we do it on the bio. Oh, speaking of Popeye's, Bi- it's opening in Greer it next is. week. Man, me and Jessica were there last week and we saw it and we thought it was open. <laughs> so, like, we were going to pick up my car and we were like, oh, we're stopping by Popeye's on the way back. Pulled in. Next week. Not open. I think it's opening next week in Greer. <laughs> you want to talk about disappointment? <laughs> <laughs> it was a silent ride home from there. I'm so. Excited oh, about Popeye's oh, chicken. Oh, 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 the heartburn. Anyway, and of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy, our legal counsel, slash all around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? So, we're talking about car restoration, not chicken. Oh, I thought we were talking about Popeye's again. No, 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 oh. no. We're talking about car restoration. And we're just talking about, you know, building a car step by step. And we're, and we're going through all the little phases and things like that. But I got one for you. You know, when we're talking about wiring, and you get a lot of people that cut corners here. Well, you know, all the lights work when I bought it or something, especially if you're restoring a car that you that you dug out of somewhere or something like that. 60s wiring is bad. Very. That's not good. And the thing is, there's nothing worse when you get your car done and then, like, the turn signals don't work. Or you've always got that brake light that's going out. Or, oh, I can't stand Or dim lights or... Wiring harnesses, they're not as they're not expensive anymore. There's some great wiring kits out there and it makes for such a better build. Yeah, I mean you can you can go anywhere from twelve a twelve fuse panel all the way up to a twenty eight now, I think, or but, something but like that, that. And that's the thing too. Square you know, you fuses. Want, you want to add electronics, you lose all the crappy glass fuses. You've got all these extra circuits so you can add your stereos and air conditioning and, and things like that, your creature coverage that you want safely. Yep in your car so it's really the only way to go and they have it now even on these new wiring harnesses like speedway or painless or all them they have like in the accessory part that you hook straight up to your fuel injection which feeds back through the fuse that'll run your electric fans and all that stuff you don't have to try to build all this relay circuit box on the side of the car to make all this stuff work it's built in oh they've got it i mean it's just a nice setup all the way around and that way you've got, you know, your flashers and, and all that yep. stuff right there in one spot. I mean, it's done. Done. It's the, really the only way to fly in that. So, and especially like if you're going fuel injection, you don't need old wiring with new technology. You need to start fresh all the way across the board. I, I highly recommend in any car restoration like that is to grab those wires and throw them in the trash. The end. The Jerk end. every wire out of it. The end. And start fresh 100%. I think everybody's in agreement there. I got another one for you, though. You get these guys that tickles me. like They'll drag like a 52 Hudson 
out of the woods and they're going to restore it and all this stuff. And the first thing that pops in my mind when you see a guy grab a car like that is bright work. Oh, yeah. Because you don't call, you know, OPGI or year one and say, hey, I need a bumper for my 52 Lincoln I'm restoring or my Packard. No, you, they don't make that stuff, reproduction. So you have to have it restored. You have to have, you know, send it to, to a chrome shop, which there again, what, Nashville yeah. or Mo- out At, west? or Most of them are in Tennessee or up and around that area. There's a few in North Carolina around here, but I'm sure they're all over the country. But, you know. When you send, let's say, a 52 Cadillac or a Hudson or a Mercury or something like that, you're looking at a ten to $20,000 to get all the bright work done on them cars. Exactly. And now, granted, it may be beautiful when you get it back, but... That's a huge... That's a chunk. car in itself. Exactly. And, and, I mean, and just in bright work. And that's the thing that I, that I tell people all the time. They buy, like, these old Cadillacs, you know, these old clapped-out Cadillacs. Like, yeah, we'll restore it. <laughs> Yeah, Paint you know, your bumper. <laughs> exactly. But now, but now that there is an alternative, though, you can spray chrome now. Yes, and spray chrome has come a long way now. That stuff first came out; it was it was sketch at best. A couple years ago, I was a little bit iffy on it. I heard about it. There was a guy up in in Charlotte, and I was talking to him, and I was thinking about getting some stuff done. And he's like, "Man, just come up here to Kingsport, Tennessee. It's called New Print." He said, "Come up here, check out what I got." Drove up there, not that far. I went through his facility up at New Print. It was amazing of the the stuff they did. And he's like, look, this has Bondo on it. This has body work done to it. This has everything. And when you, I got a whole bunch of stuff done, and I put it on the car, and everybody was like, oh, my God, that chrome is absolutely perfect. Where did you find chrome that perfect on a car? Well, it ain't chrome. It's spray chrome. Well, but uh, and the thing that's cool about it is, is you you can't bondo a bumper and have it chromed, or you can't nope. fill holes in with body filler and have it chromed. But you can do that with spray chrome. So if you want to short your bumpers or fill in bumper holes, or or, or anything custom like that, or even if you just have, or just filling in pitting and, and pitting, and, that's the key thing. And you can spray chrome it now, yep. straighten it, bend it, tweak it, whatever you need to do. You can do window trim. You can do plastic you can do side moldings anything side, anything you possibly could imagine that you could paint with a spray can even though it's ain't a spray can but i'm just using that as a reference you can do in spray chrome yeah and, and it literally looks nicer than chrome it's gorgeous and it is gorgeous and i'll be honest with you the time you clear coat it it's pretty tough too oh it's very tough the um but that's and that's something else and, and a lot faster yes to boot yes and cost effective but yeah, so so that's one major big alternative that we have out there now. All right, I'll give you another one that kills me with people is, and, and I understand budgets are different when you're building a car and things like that. But I'm a stickler. It doesn't cost a lot to clean and just paint something. Nope. And it kills me when you get somebody that the top side looks gorgeous, but the bottom looks just like it was when they found it, dirt yeah. daubers and all. Yeah. I put, can't stand that. Put it on a lift, pressure wash it out, undercoat it, clean it, paint it, whatever. It don't cost a whole lot of money. Exactly. And it just looks so much better. It, it, it kills me. And what kills me, really, like you were saying that, is people that will take a car, and it, it might be a nice car, but they don't take the time. They just spend a $10,000 paint job on the outside of this car, but you pop the hood, they might have a 
a gorgeous motor in there. Everything around that firewall, uh, inner oh, fender it wells, it. It it's it. just dirty, nasty, grummy. You pop the trunk. It's like a diamond, it's it's like, it's like a diamond stuck in a goat's butt. You got this gorgeous engine stuck in a nasty engine compartment. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's like you, you've done painted the car, pulled the motor out before you paint, and paint everything. Well, and that's 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 a that's a big thing right there. It's fit and finish, and paint's a very expensive step, but you're not saving any money by cutting a corner there. Nope, at all, if any at all, actually. And that's and that's the thing, you know. And that's another major expense, you know. We haven't really talked about too too much in this, but it's paint body. And I mean, in the next segment, we're going to jump into this one pretty yeah, deep. Yeah, you're looking at a lot of money. But and that's the thing that people don't understand the expenses. Of, of of just the materials themselves. The materials is the highest part of a paint job. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, then body work. I mean, that's something else. Metal work, especially, Hours. you know. And, and we said, well, Rob, you're talking about a new glass car. Do you realize the body work you have to do on those new fiberglass bodies because they're not laser straight by any stretch of the imagination, and that's across the board. It don't matter who the fiberglass body manufacturers. They're not straight. It's got to be blocked. And blocked and blocked. You got to fit the doors, the door gaps, all that stuff's got to be cut in. There's a lot of work, even with a glass car, even with your new metal cars. They've got to be worked. Yep. I mean, you're pretty much gonna. It don't matter across the board on anything. You're gonna have to at least put two or three skim coats over the whole body and block it out. You know, to get it laser sharp and probably three coats. At body least. filler is the body man's best friend. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Bondo is what makes the world go round. Gets the job done. I'm just saying. Richard, you were talking about getting some uh, spray chrome done on your, your car, ain't you? That's right. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what we got to get done first is commercial break. Already again. All right, guys. Stay tuned. We're talking car restorations right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WR. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. Of course, as always, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour legal counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? And of course, we got hot rods in the happy hour, no bow tie wearing, financial <laughs> analyst slash numbers guru. As in the commercial break, we were told firmly that he would not wear a bow tie. I won't wear the professor. <laughs> What's happening in Birmingham, Alabama? Hey, that's home of that championship. No, it is. That's the Clemson Tigers, isn't it? Oh, ah, that's a good one. Round, round, round. Sounds that's like something you'd read on a bow tie. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Thank you, Patrick. Hey, you know what? The one thing I have to say, in every game there's got to be a loser, and I thank you guys for being it. You know me. I'm not a Clemson fan, but I will give you all respect. Y'all did win the national championship. We did. Y'all we did. done. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about respect, but I will say that you did win the national <laughs> championship. Really? <laughs> kind of like your bow tie. Like really? I will wear a bow tie before I give Clemson <laughs> respect. That's messed up on so many levels. That one is messed up. <laughs> that that hurts. You know what I think about bow ties. <laughs> Oh, me. And if you're offended because the professor doesn't like bow ties, be sure to send your emails to <laughs> richard-hoskins at, at, at gmail.com. At no bow tie wearing. Gmail.com. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about car restorations. And, and you know, and we were talking about paint and body. And that's a 
big, big subject because everybody's got a buddy. That's that's that one. Yep, yep. I got that guy. You know, he'll paint it for me. It won't cost a couple hundred bucks. You can't buy the you can't buy high build primer for a couple hundred bucks anymore. No, you're looking at just let's just say take for instance. And the cheaper is not the better here. This is another place where you don't cut corners. You do not. You want, you know, your best Spees Hacker or something like that. You want quality paints, but you also want quality work. Exactly. The like Chip Poof said one time, I, I, I was listening to an interview with him one time about paint and body. You know, he's one of the best in the world. Like he said. It's ninety percent preparation, ten percent paint. Point blank. Done. I mean, it is. Well, I mean, the body man makes the painter. Yep. The body man makes the painter. And, and they, that's the thing that kills me is you'll see cars that, you know, that, that have a great shine and all that, but you look down the side, it makes you seasick. The car's so wavy yep. down the side. You know, that's there. there's something to say, and, and it's not fast work. No. It's not. There's no such thing as a fast body shop. That only works on overhauling. <laughs> yeah. Seven hours, we got a car done. Yeah, which is seven months. Yeah, that's the and that's the thing. It doesn't go. You know, I'll be honest. I'd think I'd be scared of a fast body shop. I really would. Yeah, because I know I know the work. I mean, like I went to school for auto body. I mean, that's I guess my trade. I choose not to do it because (laughs) it's a lot of work. Yeah, because because it's very labor intensive, and I don't really care for it. But you know, you know, I can do it, and like you know, I enjoy doing it from time to time. That being said, I prefer not to do it. But, you know, I mean, and like I said, you know, working on small jobs and things like that, that's one thing. But when you start getting into, you know, blocking a car, especially, you know, these guys, you know, I keep using this big caddy that's in my drug out of the woods. You know, this 22-foot-long caddy, you start blocking a Fleetwood. <laughs> You got a, a eighteen or a twenty four inch block on there going. You th- of, you're gonna think you're restoring a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, you're. And, and, but, and, but these are things you got to think about. I mean, and and another thing too, though, and, and I don't want to get backtrack too much on this, but you need to have a plan. Yep. You know that that helps you save money building a car. Is you got to have a plan and stick with that plan. Don't build a pro street car. Then we're going pro touring, and now we're going with a rat rod theme. Now it's going to be patina. No, now we're going traditional hot rod. Now we're doing this. Don't buy a billet steering wheel, a chain steering wheel, and a GT Grant steering wheel. Just buy one and stick with it. See, that's where the whole. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's where. That's where the the long build comes into play, and that's that's why I was saying most cars get fifty to eighty percent done, and they get aggravated and they sell them because simple fact they've done changed their mind three times in this car. Yes, they done tubbed it out, they cut it up, they four linked it, whatever. Their buddy went and bought an all original seventy Chevelle where they were just building a Pro Street one. Well, now I want an original one. Well, you ain't going backwards. No, 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 no. So, no. It's hard to reverse that. You know, so they're selling it, and they're going to buy a factory Chevelle. Or, you know, just that's kind of how that whole goes into play. And I'll tell you something else when we're talking about this, too, and, and while we're in paint, because paint's a big one on this one. Yes. Timeless. Build something timeless. Forget all your graphics. Forget Stay all your... away from kitschy colors. And, I mean, yep. if that's your bag, that's great. And you know what? If you like it, I love it. But it kills me 
when people will build something and they paint it like you know this this extremely trendy color you know your original paint code colors on cars those are safe bets but let's say you know what you don't want to go with an original paint code color let's don't get too crazy in this one and the reason i tell this to people you can paint the car any color of the rainbow you'd like but if one day you might want to sell this car you're probably going to appreciate sticking to your common colors something that i was told a long time ago in sales when buying a car when selling a car or whatnot that if you'll ever notice, no matter what the car is, whether it's an Escort station wagon or if it's a Lamborghini, they'll always make a black one, a red one, and a white one, mm-hmm. period. Those are your safe colors. Your silvers, they're always going to be popular. Things like that. Do you really need a chrome yellow car? No, you don't need a chrome yellow car. But when I see one, you know the first thing I think about? 2,000 Corvettes. Yeah, I was going to say C5 Corvettes. C5 Corvettes. You know, or when you see Atomic Orange, what do you think of? 2005 Corvettes. Or when you see pewter, you know what I think of? 90s Cadillacs at Grandma's Drive. Yeah. But, and another thing I say stay away from, because, you know, and we were talking about this the other day, mixing colors, okay? Don't go with a custom mix color. Do not, because if you wreck that car or if it gets a scratch Rock or whatever, chips. you know, like I had to do the other, not too long ago, had to do a, a three blend Texas, I call it a Texas blend. You're taking all these colors and you're playing with it over and over, doing spray out. Because if you're not real careful, you'll have a Texas two tone. Exactly. And it, <laughs> it just takes forever to get that color to where it it's needs a little to be. Body shop humor. Yeah. And. But and that's the thing. You give people, well, this is a custom mixed color. Why? There's any color imaginable. Exactly. You don't have to do that anymore. You don't. And and you know back you know back back in the fifties when there were twelve colors yeah and please if you do do that make sure you keep that color chart and put it in your glove box if you if for you, the nice painter the next you, time it sounds like sounds like Kobe needs to go back because he just said do do that so he <laughs> he may have to go but anyway we got but it's a good time though because we got a commercial break coming up so that works out nice works out real good but definitely on the paint stay timeless with it yes don't go crazy with that you know let let the paint job speak for itself not the color yes that's that's the key right there guys we're talking all about restoration right here on hot rods and happy hour right here on 1063 word all right guys welcome back to hot rods and happy hour this is rob pitts and of course in the studio as always we got hot rods and happy hour legal counsel slash cool car guy kobe miller what's going on everyone and of course we've got Hot Rods and Happy Hour, financial analyst slash numbers guru, the no bow tie wearing, rebel himself, the professor, Richard Hoskins, the third. Esquire. What is going on out west in Dallas, Texas? That's what I'm saying. Holding down D town. The D. Dallas is a fun town. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Not a fan of it. Not a fan. Nope. I had a truck stolen there. <laughs> you had a truck stolen in Dallas. <laughs> that's that's how, that's how fun it is. Yeah, it was a long <laughs> way back without a truck. You ever try to walk from Dallas? <laughs> I wore my Nikes out. And, all right. So we're talking about car restoration, and now we're on paint and body. And we're talking about building timeless. And, and Kobe was talking about graphics, and graphics were a big thing in like the '90s. But I tell you something else that was big in the '90s, and, and Kobe. Everybody in this room is old enough to remember it, and then that makes me feel good because you're old. Because a lot of times I'm telling this stuff to people, and kids look at me like I'm telling them a story. <laughs> you're making it They're up. They're like, really, Grandpa? <laughs> but 
There was a time when street rods were king. Pre-48 hot rods is all you wanted. And then there was a fad. It was billet wheels. 15 inches, no bigger. Usually 14s and 15s staggered. Exactly. And you know what else they did? They had tweed interior. You know what tweed interior is? I remember tweed. It's kind of like colored burlap. <laughs> it's and it's usually purple. Yeah, but you see what I'm getting at? <laughs> yeah. It was because somebody, because I was, I was actually describing that to somebody. They said, what do you mean by tweed? And I'm like, it's burlap, potato sack, basically, in colors. Yeah. Tighter stitch burlap. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's it's high quality burlap. Yep. You know what you don't see enough of these days? The Tasmanian Devil. Oh, I thought you no! You gotta have your little was, cartoon painted on the back. I thought he was gonna say "crush velour" or something. I don't know. My gr- my grandfather, God rest his soul, and I, I love my grandfather with all of my heart, but he fell to one of these. He had a 1940 Chevrolet coupe. Had an LT1 in it. Of course, now to keep in mind, this was in 95, so that was still pretty pretty much in time. But he had Yosemite Sam painted on the deck lid on the back. It didn't say back off anywhere? No, it didn't say back off. It was just Yosemite <laughs> Sam. But uh, but you know what I mean. It was hand-painted on, but you know what I mean. And like, But now, i tell you another fad, though, in the 90s. And, and, and I actually saw one of these cars actually popped up online for sale. In my in my car flipping, you know, and and you're always looking for a good deal on a car. And if this was 20 years ago, this would have been a fifty thousand dollar car. But it was a 34 Ford uh, convertible. It was a gorgeous car. It was like a Gibbons body car, whatever. And uh, 350, you know, carbureted, you know, everything, ball mill billet, you know, yada yada yada. And it was like this really really kind of like off white vanilla milkshake is the name of the color. And that color was extremely oh, hot. Yeah. yeah. If you had that yeah. with some navy blue tweed. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, snap. Surprised but he didn't have some like teal pinstripe or something. Oh, like. it's, oh I'm, I guarantee yeah. it's on it. I didn't even, I was afraid to zoom yeah. in on the picture. But, uh, but I mean, that was really hot was the pastel colors. Yep. Like, you know, those Easter egg colors. Like, my dad had a 40 Chevrolet coupe also, and his was winter mint green, which is basically. Easter egg green. Yeah. And and I mean like you know, and these colors were so hot back then. Now that car from six miles away, you can tell what year it was built in. Oh yeah. Like it was actually a PPG color, winter mid green. Yep. And, and I mean it was this this pale, pale green color. Like everything was a pastel color. The pinks, the the fuchsias. Mm-hmm. I mean that was it was yeah with like the, you know uh, every uh, time every time I see those cars I think about Eric Carmen songs. <laughs> I think you know like hungry eyes. <laughs> I mean that's the, when you see it you know like his hair you know like feathered to perfection. It's, you know it was an interesting time. It was it was and I grew up in that. I yeah, cut I, my teeth I'm, in hot rodding. I'm with you in right that. There. It was Easter every summer, all summer long. In 1995 and 1996, did the World of Wheels show they used to have at the Expo Center in my 66 Mustang, and uh, that's all there was. Yeah. Like, I kept getting beat by these cars, and like even then, I was like, this... this the Easter Bunny just knocked me out of the show. Yeah, the... You know, you got the little LED, not LED, but whatever the little Frenched-in lights in the bottom of the. Oh yeah, yeah, with, with, with the with the brushed looking. with the brushed aluminum billet bezel of course, around of it. Of course, 
Yeah. That was a uh, that was a very big thing. But Shaved you know, door handles, the whole, and that was another big thing. You know, now door handles are cool again. I hate yep. shaved door handles. Certain things I like them. I don't because door handles serve a purpose. <laughs> so do bow ties. <laughs> they're, they're, no, they don't. <laughs> no, they do Especially not. Especially they have polka dots. No, door handles are there for a reason. They open the door. They open doors. <laughs> so does a button. So does a popper. Uh, click click. You could be that guy. I wouldn't be that guy. Yeah. I'll tell you something else that was really big in the 90s, though. You're talking about the chrome, and there was no such thing as chrome. Everybody monochrome. Mm-hmm. They painted everything body color. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was sure a big did. thing. That was a the really only, big thing. The only bright work you had was billet. Was billet aluminum. Billet. And everything. now we have car shows that are like anti billet. It's called yeah. billet proof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the dash was billet. That's where, yeah. all, that's where all the Fonzie and Ra- like Ralph Mouth guys go. The time had to come. It did. I mean, and I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I just put billet wheels on my truck. But you know what I mean. It's it's a little different now on that. Yeah. But it's not the same. Like, it's, not, to, it's not a lifestyle. I had to fight the urge because then you want the billet pedals, and then you want the billet steering wheel, then you need the billet shifter, then you need the billet window cranks, then the billet door handles. You need the billet this. You need the billet that. You need the billet antenna. Your engine. Good oh, God. Oh. Uh, yep. Everything. Just, just billet. billet. Got a billet block, <laughs> but it was that was, and I grew up in that. Like it was, it was all about the billet. You had your billet mirrors. You had billet everything in everything. your car. Everything, and, and and I mean now that's changed. Now everybody's going back to the original style bright work. Yep, chrome. Or if you're or, or if you're Dave Kendig, you put those chrome door handles that look like spoons. Yeah, I don't I don't understand them handles. Now. You push I love, them in. I love no. I love the concept, but I'm I'm talking about the design. He has two different designs. He has a spoon one, and then he has a straight one. Why? It'd be cool if he had one like a fork <laughs> or a spork. <laughs> the straight, yeah, a spork. The straight one looks. I mean, it is. It's that's a sexy looking door handle. I don't know why he always uses the spoon one. I he uses the spoon one all. It must not be a good seller. Yeah, that's where he keeps using it. He must because the straight one looks. Like no matter what comes in there, a 40 Ford, he could use these spoon door handles. You know, a 67 Cougar, them spoon door handles be looking sharp on there. <laughs> 48 Suburban. But that is a. That is a, a nice ninety-four, a ninety-four Impala SS. How about them spoon door handles? <laughs> it's really pushing those. <laughs> it's kind of like a restaurant that's got like the fish is about to go out. They push the fish; <laughs> it's starting to turn. We got fourteen thousand sets of these damn things. <laughs> <laughs> we're sold. We're sold out of the straight door handles. They're on back order. We got spoons for days. <laughs> You're going to get a bonus if you sell the spoons. They're eating beans with them in the back, okay? We need to move these things. Oh, man. It looks like you took your mama's flatware and made door handles out of it. Breakfast for whoever sells the most spoons in the morning. Spoons. But, you know, it, it is funny how that kind of stuff changes, though. And now you're you going kind of going back to a clean look. Very very clean, and I like that. Me. But you know, another decade where that was extremely hot was the seventies. Yes, the seventies. You know, now, now, granted, they did things that weren't so clean. They like to put crushed velvet interior in them. Yeah, everything was crushed velvet. Itchy crushed velvet interior. Curb feelers. No, I'm thinking a different part of the seventies. Yeah, the one. I'm thinking of Lincoln Mark Fives and stuff like that. I tell you another thing in the seventies: True Spoke Mags, uh, yeah. True Spoke Wires, True Spoke Wires. You know them thirty spokes. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, good craggers. Big old fat spokes in them, star wires. The Crager. What were the Crager wires called? When they call them, didn't they call them uh, star wires? That, I, I think, think that's so. what it was. Uh, maybe. With some, with some Vogues on them. Some Kelly Vogue ties. That's the gold strap. I tell you what, them tires are sexy as heck. I still like them tires. <laughs> on certain vehicles, them tires look sexy. I don't care. Cadillacs. Yep, Cadillacs for one. Nissan Maximus. No. <laughs> no we're, we're Only s- if it's got the chrome trim in between the windows. Oh, <laughs> that's a must. Yeah, yeah. But but I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's going back to the clean look. Yeah. I love the clean look. Simple is timeless. It is, and that's something that I preach to people is timeless. Timeless. You don't want something that you can pinpoint when it was built. You want 10 years from now for them to be guessing when you built it. Original is also timeless. Original is timeless. Especially when you got a Murata. That's right. It's like time stops. But you know what ain't timeless? This this segment. It's killing me, man. We got a commercial break again. Guys, stay tuned. We got more about restorations right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitch, your automotive host with the most. And, of course, in the studio, as always, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. Speaking of spoons, shout out to Salt Lake City, Utah. Home of them spoon door handles over here at the Ken Diggit. On the buggies. The Ken Diggit on the buggies. And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour Legal Counsel slash all-around cool car guy and anti-spoon himself. This man eats his breakfast cereal with a fork. Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> you ever try to eat Lucky Charms with a fork? <laughs> no, but might yeah. have to try it someday. As <laughs> long as you move fast, it probably does okay. So, uh, we're talking about restorations, and you know we've we've had some great advice. I don't think we've we've touched on some really good things in automotive restoration. We definitely had a few laughs too. That was pretty funny. Yeah, but good advice. What's some advice in a restoration, Kobe? Me, small goals. When you're restoring a car, just every week or every month or whatever to set you some small goals whether it might be you know buttoning up your plumbing or buttoning up your electrical or buttoning up you know putting your fenders on or whatever just small little goals have you a little checklist go down that checklist make sure you stick with it and just small things don't look at the whole big picture because a lot of your smaller people that are trying to do restorations that have never done them if they, they look at them they get overwhelmed with this big old massive list of stuff they got to do and they scare themselves to death another thing like we talked about earlier don't ever tally up receipts take them receipts as soon as you leave the parts store or wherever you're going throw them things in the garbage because you will literally you don't want to know what you're going to have in it and your wife don't want you to know for a happy marriage, ah, I think more yeah. than anything, it, you don't want your wife to know. Exactly. Throw. I would be honest with you. I would feel more comfortable in that situation explaining to my wife why I had a girlfriend than why I spent <laughs> the kind of money I did on this car. Exactly. Throw you know the what receipts I'm in the garbage because you will literally scare yourself out of a restaurant. I'm not even married, and, I, and I'm getting cold chills <laughs> over here. That's the bad thing. So, Professor, you got any advice? Um, I do. I think is before you even get started, plan, 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 plan. You need a battle strategy. Like, That's another thing. That mm-hmm. keeps you from buying 
parts that you won't use. Yeah, yep. Cavi. You need to have <laughs> it will. But I'm saying just like if you want to build a pro touring car, build a pro touring car. If you want to build a pro street car or you want to build a an all original car, if you want to build a Murata. <laughs> yeah, wow, but <laughs> we all know. Uh, you know, shout out to all the people building Murata's. Yeah, don't uh, all two don't, of them. <laughs> don't don't pick the only one car in the country. But yeah, also don't do that. But that's another thing, though. But stick to the plan. You know, don't don't you don't want to change directions midstream on your build. Right. That's that's because that's going to cost way. you even more. It's it will. an easy way to just lose all interest and just walk away from your project. Exactly. Um, and you you will spend a lot of money that you will never get back. You know, on your build. I tell you one for me that I think is a really, really, really big one. And I was told this many years ago, and it's so true. Work on it every day. Yeah. Every day. I mean, not even if it's just 15 minutes. Every day you put your hand on it. It's probably the best advice you're going to get if you're doing a full build. It is. And I mean, because you're thinking, well, you're not going to get much done. I won't fool with it this week. I'll catch you next week. Next week will never come. Yeah, next week will be 15 years from now. Next week, that's what I'm saying. Next week, that's what we were talking about earlier, about that 50 or 80% build. Because they do. They they set it there. I'll get to it next week. Well, your kid's baseball comes up next week. Well, I'll get to it on the weekend. Well, your wife wants to go to garden ridge or whatever so okay well i'll do it monday and so on and so on next you know you haven't touched it for a year exactly that's the thing every day and that's the thing you gotta understand about a build this is supposed to be fun this is supposed to be relaxing it's not supposed to be like a job so it should be something you want to do and you need a lot of time for it and, and that's the thing like it's unwind time for me like i love to go down in the garage and tinker and that's the thing whether you know if you're just putting on a piece of trim or you're you know just a small like you're talking about small goals just working on a small part of the of the puzzle you're making progress yep that, I think that's a very important one. And another thing I like, and and I see it sometimes, if you have children, whether it's daughter or son, get them involved in it with you, and you will see more enjoyment out of them working on it as you're doing it because they're with you. You will see a lot of enjoyment. And make it a fun project for you, your family, or even you and your buddy or you and whoever. It becomes something to talk about, something to do, some enjoyment. I'm with you. And, I mean, it's neat when you bring the family into it. Um, I don't think I would be good at that. And I, the reason <laughs> I say that is I'm a little picky. You know, I would be that one and be like, listen. Hold this flashlight. Don't, don't even get me started on that. I've got so many family stories of me getting cussed at as a child but for holding a flashlight for my dad. You can't even hold a damn flashlight right. You know, but I mean, that's, uh, and you know, uh, I'm a firm believer. The good Lord will never put anything on you that you can't handle. Hence why I have no kids. But you know what I'm saying. But, but yes, I do see that 100%. And, uh, you know, I do under, I do in a perfect world understand where that could work in real world. No, I don't get it. And, uh. You know, but but I think that's a big thing. Is this supposed to be something you enjoy? This is therapeutic. Yes. It is. I mean, you know what I'm saying. And the thing is, you need to take pride in this. You're bringing back something from the dead. Yes. And, and you know, and that's something to be proud of. Because I'll be honest with you, if you get it done, you're doing something that a lot of people can't do. Yep. And, you know, there's, and there's and you should take pride in that. I mean, that's, that's exciting stuff. And that's the thing. There's no way I would ever want to deter anyone from building a car. No. Is, it, is it a money-making proposition? Not even close. Nope. And, and when we're talking about restoration, it don't have to be from 
the ground up. It could be like buying a Marauder, like like <laughs> Richard did. That and is, making it your own, putting and your touches your own. on exactly, <laughs> or you know, making it run, <laughs> or making it run, <laughs> or just run. But you, you know. know, what I'm saying is, you're taking something and you're making it yours. Run. You're making it where it needs to be. I'm, I'm trying, dude. <laughs> Richard said, make it what you want it to be. I just want it to go from A to B. That's all I want. I want to drive it to work. <laughs> I got to make the money to pay for this thing. I got to need to get me to work. You ever thought about a bus pass? Oh, man. I, when I drove the Marauder to work a couple of times, it crossed my mind. <laughs> How the hell am I going to get home? And he works across from a Ford dealership. <laughs> hey, I got buddies at the Ford dealership, though. Michael Wick, where is it? The Ford dealership. The Cranky Yankee? Really? Yeah. The Cranky Yankee. Yeah, he's my buddy. Uh, he's seen my car kind of not running right down the road. <laughs> hey, Richard, was that you? What? It was a little rollback. Yeah, that's him. Was that you that kept stalling in front of the shop? <laughs> you want to buy a Mustang? That's horrible. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Horrible. But, you know, that's the thing. I mean, it is something to take pride in. And it, and, and it is. Because when you get it done, you will be proud as punch of this ride. You will. And, again, like I said, I, I, I'm, i like I said, I got to go back. I got a daughter. And she's into cool hot rods. She's into cars and all that stuff. But to me, it is nothing like going to a cruise in and seeing a dad or a mom that has a, a nice ride there. With their kid, and that kid is very excited about being at a car show. I love kids at car shows. I do too. That's, I absolutely love it. That and is a big thing. Absolutely. That's that is because a big that's our next generation. That's our generation coming up. No, we gotta I, get them. I own an event company. You're yep. right. We need to get young people into yep, car shows, exactly. and we need to get them into the hobby exactly. because you know what? That's job security. Yep. And Come always on. support your local car shows. People. Support your local car show. That's right. Just saying. That's right. Just saying. Looking out. Any more advice, Professor? No, just you do sure? do your thing, enjoy it. You're too cool for school. Oh, if you had a bow tie, you'd be perfect. Oh, man, I'm just if you stop at the damn bow tie. <laughs> we stop <laughs> mullet. We'll get him a I'm gonna I'm gonna mullet. buy I'm gonna buy you a bow tie. It's on. It's on. We're gonna put it on you too. You can't fight it. You can't fight us all. All right, guys. I'll tell you what, we're all out of time again. Wow, that went fast. Guys, I want to thank everybody for playing along. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.